Oh, just but so and so just needs some quick wins, you know. Like we just need some quick wins. We got to show the value, and then we can move on to the next thing, you know. But but you know, just get to the quick wins. Do the quick wins. Welcome to Thirty Three Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. Uh, so, Bryant, it's uh, just you and I today. Fantastic. How have you been? I've been good. I've been hearing you've been whining that you haven't been on in a little while. Um, who's who's saying that? That's weird. I'm hearing it from multiple sources. Hmm. But I will not divulge them. Well, there's only so many sources <laughs> <laughs> to eliminate there. Nice. Um so I, uh, I I registered for a half marathon this morning. How I I'm pausing because I'm just thinking it's a big commitment right there. The registration. Yeah. Did it cost money? Oh yeah, sixty bucks. Okay. So you got um, you got some uh, cheddar. Yeah, I, I've got um, you know seven and a half months to prepare for it. It's uh, the end of September. It's uh, Ocean City, New Jersey. So, um, going to run the, the half marathon there. It was last year. I, I wasn't able to run it last year. So I said, I'm definitely going to do it this year. Um, and I mean, I've run two half marathons previously, but at this point, by the time I run this, it'll have been three years since my last one. So I'm curious to see how I, I feel in the time that's passed, but the actual act of registering now like sets a commitment in, you know, in motion. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. So yep. now it's time to really get, uh, get the training underway. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, have been trying to better my personal health this year as well. Mm-hmm. And going for you. thus far have not missed a day of um, cardio, which we have an elliptical machine at home. And so, um, the minimum time, well, it's not really time. So in, and I totally acknowledge that all elliptical machines are created unequal and none are a true accurate representation of calories burned. However, I do also believe that if you do 200 one day and 400 another in terms of calories, it is accurately measuring the proportion between the two days. So the minimum I'm going for on this machine is 650 calories a day. And there hasn't been a day I have missed hitting that minimum um, since the start of the year, which is the longest I've ever had that much consistent cardio exercise, which is nice. Yeah. Feeling better. And, and, uh, that's been going good. Nice, nice, nice work. Um, 
And you bring up a good point. You know, like people make the same criticism with with the Fitbit devices. You know, it, you know, it's not actually a step. Why are you 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 know calling it a step? And I mean, I'm like, I, t- I try to tell people like, you know, think of it as just a, a unit of of energy, a unit of of, of activity, um, and just giving you a baseline of like how active were you? You know, did you actually yeah. take ten thousand steps that day? Maybe not. But when you look at, say, your week and there's days where you're getting 2,000 steps versus 12,000 steps, like those, those days where you're only getting 2,000 steps, you're, you're, you're not moving much at all. Yeah, much, much like analytics is not a direct scientific manner, uh, measurement of, of web behavior because it is mm-hmm. cookie-based. As you look at the trends over time, you can see interesting insights that are, are mm-hmm. helpful so yes yeah, yeah but um that's my lame tie-in for the win-win of cliches um <laughs> to right size us into the topic of conversation at some point but yeah it, it whether or not it um whether or not it's actually 650 calories who knows but again mm-hmm. it's it's the ratio and the consistency usually that takes me 30 minutes or so to get to mm-hmm. that level as well so nice yeah. Nice. Like, um, what I've been doing is, um, doing two miles, whether a walk or a jog with, with a weighted backpack, I've been doing 20 pounds. I'm about to up at the 30 and with the thought being that like, I'm the, the reason I've started running races is because it's a challenge. It's not, um, it, it's not something easy for me to do. So it's like, it, it really pushes me. Um, in out of my comfort zone. So my thought process is because I, when, when I run, I'm such a heavy runner, heavy walker. Like I stamp, um, training with some kind of weight, some kind of resistance will make me a bit lighter on my feet and make, make it feel like it's easier to move. You know, I was talking with Jason, he's used the, uh, the analogy of, you know, the, the hitter on in the on deck circle with the weight on his bat, you know, taking practice totally. swings with the yeah. weight um makes the bat in comparison feel feel lighter so um it, it's it's been fairly really good like i i definitely feel throughout the day like it, my, my legs feel lighter on the those days that i do it so i'm going to keep that up but uh the the pace you have to keep for this particular half marathon is 15 minutes so i definitely need to like in in a couple months really start focusing on getting my pace which when I when I run, I, I'll run anywhere from like a fourteen to a sixteen minute mile. Definitely want to get that down. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the fastest mile you've ever run in your life, even including like when you were fourteen in uh, junior high and it was you know gym class? Mm-hmm. Um, I was slower then than I am now, so I will say that. Um, I would say probably about a ten minute mile is the fastest I've run. Huh. Yeah, it's these people are crazy that do these uh, five minute miles throughout the course of an entire marathon. I don't. Think yeah. That, yeah. I, I think you and I are built very differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do a combination walk run. So I'll yeah. have I'll have music playing. So I have my phone with me. I'll have music playing. And then I've got an interval app running. So I'll typically start out maybe minute running. 20 seconds walking um, and then toward the end of the race it becomes more about now it's probably more even probably 30 30 yeah 
Yeah. You know, this way to start out, get a good pace, get a good head start. So you're above the, 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 the pacers at the end. So then you can slow down a bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not about being first. Um, um, for me, it's more about just finishing. No, totally. Yeah. I think, I think you've got to be able to set those goals. And part of why I started mine, um, was two reasons. One, we have an upcoming move, um, into a, a new home, hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. and I realized like, if I'm going to be at all useful, I better get my can off of the couch and, uh, in shape to be able to help. And then mm-hmm. secondly, um, I'm, uh, I'm planning on actually doing a backpacking trip in Nepal at oh, some nice. point this year. I don't know if I've told you that or not, but my brother and no, I you haven't told me is, uh, we're, we're gonna, he lives in England and we're going to meet in Kathmandu and, uh, and do some Nepal hiking and Himalayan adventures. So I got to get ready for that. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think all of this actually gives me a good segue into the, the, the topic today. So this is an episode that, that's uh, been in the making. It's been a running joke you and I have had. You know, we started talking about different cliches and, and business speak. And we're both like, this could be a really good episode. So how is all of this talk a good segue is, you know, there's, there's the one cliche you always hear, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, so I, I really see this being a really fun episode. And one, I think that, that, that could provide some real value um, in, in and around, like you know, some say, you know, phrases become cliches for, for a reason. Again, another cliche. My introduction is going to be filled with them. Um, <laughs> well, I threw a few out. So if the listeners are wondering, why is Bryant not making any sense? A, it's because I'm speaking, but B, there was an intentional moment in which I was trying to throw out some cliches that we could hopefully double click into later and have that win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Put a pin in that for a second. Um, you know, but what I was saying, like a lot of times people talk about cliches being cliches for a reason, um, because they can be helpful, right? They can help convey deep details in a concise amount of words because there are certain things you hear, you automatically get a visual of, what it is. It, it, it helps with that, but they can also become worn out, uh, very quickly. And then all meaning is lost. Yeah. And this is definitely true of a lot of business speak. Um, and so while they can be helpful, you know, do you think, you know, they can also mask, you know, direct speech by just becoming a bunch of roundabout words. My quick answer is yes. And I think that's something I want to to definitely double click into. But let's <laughs> let's start off with, you know, what are some of the worst cliches you've ever heard? Um, and you know, some of the worst business speak that you think is currently in use. Um yeah, I think I think a lot of times cliches get created by people that are trying to sound smarter or be more effective than, uh, than they maybe really are in that moment. And, and so they will invent a new use or definition of a term. And, 
Um, oftentimes they will spin it into some weird metaphor um, and then just start using that. So um, one of them that I actually really dislike, but also find myself using because it is so commonplace at this point um, is the whole hard stop um, during a particular schedule. Like, you know, oh, hey, guilty of this. we, we have to, we have, we, I have a hard stop in 20 minutes and this podcast is going to have to end at that point. Like I get what it means. I understand why it's used, but it's just one of those that to me, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Um, and, and I wish that like, I, I wish that it would be more like I, I have to stop at a particular time point, the hard stop. Like, does that mean like stop doesn't really mean stop? Like it's a rolling stop or do we have rolling stops with meetings that we ever bring up or, you know, the soft stop? Like I haven't heard many soft stops, but, but we do have the hard stop, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah. Or, or uh, we got too many cooks in the kitchen is another one that drives me nuts. It's like, you know, that's, that's usually symptomatic of like whoever the organizer is of a particular meeting to have brought too many cooks into that kitchen, so to speak. But, um, but again, like there are some that are useful. Like there's, there's another one, like, um, you know, we want to make something scalable. Mm -hmm. Um, like the term scalable can be used very efficiently, but, um, oftentimes people will have it mean something completely different. Um, or use it in a wrong way. So I guess maybe that's my biggest gripe is it's the misuse of a term or the new definition of a term because it sounds businessy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's ultimately where you know the, the the words start to lose all all meaning you know altogether. Like the the one of the ones that I do like, and it's one of the things we started this conversation off with is is the talk about you know it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's actually something I, I, I tell myself, even when I get into these points where it's like, you know, I've got a list of things to do and I'm racing to get it done. You know, so a lot of times the deadlines I've imposed myself, not somebody else. So it, it, it's telling yourself, you know, slow down, um, slow down because just, you know, if you, whether you race to get this done today or you, you slow down and you're able to get it done next week in the long run, everything is still going to be, be the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pro tip out there for people. Um, and this, I can say is a pro tip. It doesn't mean that I'm a pro executioner of this tip. Um, but let others set your own deadlines. Like I, you know, you just said that you, you, you self-impose these deadlines and it causes you to like, feel like you're sprinting to the finish line. I do that all the time. Instead of waiting until someone states when they need something, I'm like, Oh yeah, I can get that to you tomorrow. Um, and, and immediately, you know, goes onto the to-do list and I'm a man of trying to be a man of my word and getting things done when I say I'm going to do them. And then all of a sudden tomorrow comes around and there's a whole bunch of things that I said I would get done tomorrow. In mm -hmm. addition to things that I said last week that I would be done in a week from, and therefore it just compounds. So mm -hmm. pro tip to those, let others set your deadlines and, um, and, and let them be the first to speak about them. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's a good one. That, that, that is, that is so true. And I, you know, it's, it's like the, you know, when they say, when you're talking about money, the first to speak loses. Yeah. The same thing with deadlines. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God, another freaking cliche right there. 
<laughs> but again, that, that one's a valuable one. Yeah. But like one that I know I'm guilty of, but also grates on me is when people talk about bandwidth in the terms of resource capacity, right? You know, I, I, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, again, I think this is definitely a case of, you know, people trying to, 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 to spend, sound more nuanced or, or, or whatnot, just say capacity. Yeah. Or, um, I don't have, like, I guess we're, we're, we're trying to avoid like not sounding like a jerk and basically saying like, whatever you're telling me doesn't have enough priority to be useful of my time at this moment. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. we're, we're masking that message with a, a phrase of like, well, I just don't have enough bandwidth at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe that's, that's part of, of that one. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I'm, I'm actually like right now looking up, like, what is the, what's the true definition of the word bandwidth, right? And it's a range of frequencies within a given band in particular that's used for transmitting a signal. So there is like this engineering background mm-hmm. um, of like not being able to send enough information through a signal in which that band only has a certain amount of width in which information can be transmitted. And, um, and now we talk about it with regards to our own time. How about this one? Um, how about um, low-hanging fruit? That one's worn out for me. See, I, I like that one. I use that one all the time, and I'm actually okay with it because, um, yeah, now, now I think the danger of the low-hanging fruit is that that's all you're ever looking to, to find in an organization. But the, the term low-hanging fruit, I don't know. It, that one, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm blind by my own stupidity here, but I, I'm okay with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, low-hanging fruit, and that's the same uh, along the same lines as quick wins. I yeah, avoid yeah. the term quick wins like the plague. Yeah, another cliche. Um, I, I try to avoid the term quick wins as best I can because I've always find that that one comes back to bite me. Because you're trying to say like, you know, this is, yeah, this is something we can get done very, very quickly um, and it'll provide value. But typically quick wins are not done quickly. And ultimately. Oh, just, but so-and-so just needs some quick wins, you know, like yeah. we just need some quick wins. We got to show the value and then we can move on to the next thing, you mm-hmm. know, but, but, you know, just get to the quick wins, do yeah. the quick wins. Quick wins, yeah, yeah. I, I find also, um, and it's similar to low-hanging fruit, actually. I think those two are related. But it, again, I think it's symptomatic of, of, of somebody just trying to get to an arbitrary milestone for the sake of doing so, as opposed to stepping back and thinking about what it is that you're trying to do. So in our industry, obviously, we're, we're doing analytics. We're doing optimization. Um, what, what is a quick win with analytics is it just running a single report and saying hey we've got a report we didn't have before or is it like an analysis and and a quick win can really grow legs but also Mm -hmm. why are we only searching for the quick wins Mm -hmm. um you know let's search for the the real uh, meaty content and insights that are going to transform things in a business a quick win is simply a check in the box to say we've accomplished something Mm -hmm. meaningless yeah. Well, then that, that's part of the problem with the term quick wins is it's, it's all relative. 
and a lot of times the people talking in the terms of quick wins don't have the complete understanding of everything that goes in to produce it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, I'm going to defend low-hanging fruit, though, for a second. Okay. Okay. So so somebody says we want a, a few quick wins, and I say, well, let's, let's actually just do more of a, a deep analysis on it. During an analysis in which we're trying to understand a particular customer persona, there might be low-hanging fruit that can be plucked off and used in that analysis that you weren't necessarily looking for. And to me, that's where the low hanging fruit actually works. So, so it's not a quick win, but it is, it's an artifact of, of doing other work and, um, and being able to get some additional value out of it without a whole lot of work. So true story, um, maybe about 10 years ago, you know, we were putting together a proposal and me like an idiot, you know, put my marketer speak into play and we put the, we actually titled a section quick wins. And it was after that project, I swore I would remove that terminology from my vocabulary because the items that we labeled quick wins, it, it, they, they, they killed us. It, It took forever to get them done. They were not, they were not wins, nor were they quick. Yeah. Yeah. So well, were, that you, one were you comparing apples to apples? Um, that was another. Yeah, no, I was trying to think of a smart ass reply um, <laughs> using another cliche. Did you run we, with it though for a minute? We just, well, we didn't noodle on it long enough. Okay. Noodle. Yeah. I was trying to serve that one up to you because I know that's your favorite one right now. So yeah. I was trying to serve that one up for you. I can't, I, that one's a recent one and it. It just, yeah, it just was funny because um, I immediately started thinking of pasta because I like food. And I thought of how somebody, <laughs> this particular individual could have been noodling on a topic. And it, I don't know, my mind goes to really um, interesting places visually. And it just was really funny how that, how my mind visualized uh, somebody noodling on something. So that that's really funny. Yeah. Um, well, should we peel back the onion on another one? <laughs> well, yeah, let's do that. Cause I don't want to put a pin in any of the other items. So let, 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 let's, yeah. let, let's talk about that. And, um, you know, a- afterward, uh, we could put together some information for people to download. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps they could double click on it, um, to, you know, so they're not phoning it in, you know, and, and really taking advantage and maximizing the value um, in that. Mm-hmm. We are totally on the same page with this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really think that um, there's been a few spoofs that people have done where they they speak in nothing but these cliches. And they're and it's hilarious because it's a reflection of of like everyday situations that, that people live in. So What's uh? What are some that you actually like, though? So, I mean, I already I figured out you do actually like hard stops, um, or I don't. You didn't say you liked it, but you use it. Um, I, I, I use it. Um, I you know at this point I'm indifferent to it. It doesn't bother me as you know some other ones. What about the thirty thousand foot view? Let's, I do like that. You like the thirty thousand foot view? Yes. You don't think we could just say like 
you know, let's let's take a broader view at this right now. No, because I think it, it again, it, it creates a visual, uh, you know, within someone's mind of like, you know, exactly like how high level you want the overview to be um, versus say something with a bit more detail. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm not going to judge you um, verbally, but I'm definitely judging you. Oh, I, I know you're judging me. <laughs> Um, how about your two cents? Um, I mean, that, that, that's not necessarily business speak. I mean, that's just a general cliche. So, um, I, I don't think I use it all too often, except in maybe sarcastic terms, you know? Um, but, um, no, that one doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that, that comes up in a lot of people's uh, speak is at the end of the day. At the Ooh, end of the day, we need yeah. to do this. Or at the end of the day, this is what I'm trying to say. It's, you know, to me, I actually, I find myself saying that a lot. Um, and I wonder if I could replace it with something more impactful um, mm-hmm. than, than perhaps at the end of the day is. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I wrote a bunch down, but I already used a lot of them. So I'm trying to think of some of the others that are out there, but you know, like we're, we're, we're 20 some minutes in at this point. Um, so instead of it all just being cliches, we wanted to, to, to talk about like, you know, we, we started this at the beginning, um, you know, like the origin of it. And, you know, in some sometimes like it's, it's to help, like I mentioned earlier, communicate a great amount of detail in, in a very concise amount of words. Um, but you also brought up a good point that, that, that they may also have origins in, in people just trying to, to sound more nuanced or, or more refined, you know, and, and give off almost like a, a, a facade. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes me want to ask this question. Um, so I'm going to, um, what is, you know, give me at least one example of when you've heard somebody say something truly for the sake of trying to sound smart and have completely, um, uh, twisted that definition or just missed the mark with, with their definition. Like, um, and, and I'll give you an example is, um, is uh, there there was a time in which the term matriculate was used um, over and over again in a completely wrong way, but it sounds like a nice word, and so it was used frequently um, throughout. It was so that's that's one matriculate is is one that look it up. Make sure you use that one appropriately. Yeah, I, I want to say um download that one you know several years ago there was a group of people i worked with that used download in the context of we need to pull information together so we can provide a download for the client and i'm like are you serious like i mean like again totally (laughs) like totally out of context um you know because again, if you're talking about putting together a download for someone, someone like me immediately goes to, we're going to put a package together that they are physically going to receive, not a presentation. 
And that's right. what they were talking about, a presentation. And I'm just like, no, you're, you're totally using, like, this cliche doesn't work. Like, mm -hmm. you're trying to sound smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that made me think of, uh, it's not somebody trying to sound smarter, but it's a cliche that, that I actually do think, um, if I never heard it used again, I would be so much happier. And that is when people use the word ask to talk about a, a, um, a, a request, um, like they're using ask as a noun, as opposed to a verb that to me is one of, say, yeah. like my, one of my biggest pet peeves, like the, the ask is, um, that you do this. And it's like, no, you are asking me to do something. Um, it's not that the ask is something. Um, You're asking ask me to complete a request. Right. So the request is that's, that's more what we should be saying. So don't ever say the ask, um, cause ask is a verb. It is not a noun. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I mean, I already kind of mentioned my thoughts on it very quickly, but you know, definitely want to get yours. Do you see cliches and maybe not so much cliches, but like the, the business speak? Cause I think we could separate the two cliches are things that, you know, while they may become worn out, they don't seem as, as, as phony. Uh, the business speak to me comes across as phony. Do you see things like that? You know, make turning a verb into a noun and in the form of the, the word ask. Do you see that as people creating soft roundabout language to get around being open, honest, and direct? Um, it can be. I think it's the business he speak is more used to sound different and interesting um, without like changing the actual message. Um, but I do think what you're saying is absolutely used instead of being direct and having just strong candor with somebody. Um, oftentimes, you know, they will, and I'm going to use a cliche, they will beat around the bush um, and never actually make the point, um, as a result of it. So, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And in business, the distance often taken between two lines is a few circles, um, clouds drawn in a meandering path that may or may not ever get to that second point. And, and maybe cliches and and business speak is really just like a deviation from that that shortest distance. And that wasn't trying to be funny around the uh, the shortest distance. Like that was that was me actually trying to make the comparison. So yeah, no, it was good. I, I laughed part. at first. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I laughed at first. I was like, he's using a cliche to answer the question, but you, it actually it served its purpose, right? I think that's also a great example of something that is a cliche um, providing value. And again, actually creating an image of what you're trying to communicate. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I am a man of images and communication. That um, you are. Aficionado. Do you see memes as like the new form of cliches? 
No, I see memes as just hilarious and uh, a representation. You're a fan of those too. Well, it's it's more representation of pop culture and society's attention. Um, I do think it's funny when people use the term viral to mean like they just they posted something in their social media, so therefore it's viral, um, as opposed to what it means. But no, memes are memes are good, man. What what do you got up against memes? Like, what's your problem with the meme? I I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you sound I, I like you've got a problem. I don't have a problem. Okay. All right. Well, what do, what do you think about the meme? I, I think they are the, you know, becoming or have the potential to become like the visual representation of the of a spoken cliche, right? I mean, there are just certain memes out there. If somebody says something, you can respond with that and everybody knows exactly the point you're trying to get to. I think yeah. they can be used in that purpose. Yeah. Um, which maybe, maybe it's just like the manifestation of a perfect response in a visual format though. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like as you were speaking, I was just so intrigued and amazed that I thought, are you a wizard right now? And then the, the, are you a wizard meme just came to my mind. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that guy, but you know, I don't think I have, I don't think I've seen that one. I'll send you the, are you a wizard one? Um, what what what's your what's the most recent meme that you you're where you're bringing up memes? What are you thinking about? What memes are you? The one that I find the funniest right now is the uh, the two women yelling at the cat. I don't know if I've seen that one. <laughs> oh, you've got to have seen this one. <laughs> I'll I'll send you a few examples of it. Okay, like that, that one came out of nowhere a few months ago, and. It's you know if if you do it right, if you use that one right, it, it it it's phenomenal. Okay, what so there's always the Willy Wonka one, and I think yes. that's, that's an appropriate use, you know, or or you know the Lord of the Rings one where it's you know one does not simply and then do whatever you know, insert whatever in there. Um, those are great. I mean, again, like they they serve a purpose right there, mm -hmm. you know. So yes, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So hmm. we're like, it, what I want to know is somebody needs to create or, or maybe it exists. How, how do you find the original source of that image? And like, who's, who was first? Oh, you know, there, there is, it does exist. Okay. Tell me. Um, I'm looking it up. I can't remember the exact site. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, cause like this is. This is knowyourmeme.com. I mean, they're they're um you know they're stealing intellectual property usually with like the picture that they're grabbing, but the content creation and the creativity of what the meme is stating mm -hmm. that's pretty original, right? So yes. I want to make sure they're getting their you know, I'm uh, they're they're getting the credit for that. Yeah. So knowyourmeme.com. Um that How did I not that's know one this? site that's one site I go to where like, you know, they, they try to pull together, at least what I've seen in the past is like, you know, pull together origins of where, where certain memes came from. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, isn't, don't they have a, like a card game too? know, know your meme. I think I've seen that at the store. Uh, yeah. I think we, have we played that card game before there, there's something like that. Yeah. We've done before. Nice. Nice. 
Yeah, I'm now looking through and seeing. I actually am. I'm out of the meme game because I don't recognize a ton of these. Yeah, there, there's some new ones, but uh, yeah, I'll have to send you the one with the 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 lady yelling at the cat. Sweet. So we have. I think we've definitely gone off the rails at the at this point. <laughs> you know, for like all three people who are still still listening. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for thanks for listening, three people. <laughs> well, I mean, th- this whole episode was was meant to to, to be fun to poke to to poke fun at uh, you know some of the obnoxious business speak that we've had, but also talk about like what what is the purpose of it. So, um, let's go ahead and start to wrap up and actually provide value with this episode. Um, I guess. F- what advice would you give listeners when it comes to cliche usage and jumping on business speak? So, yeah, there, I, I read something just the other day. Um, I, so I subscribed to a new subreddit uh, called get motivated, which is just all about like, you know, putting out either cheesy quotes or meaningful quotes and, you know, or stories that help kind of make you feel like, oh, okay, I can accomplish a particular task. And and it's been really good for me personally, just to, you know, have a a quick little reminder of something to to get motivated about. And they, they, somebody published this um, in an image format, um, this statement, I'll just read it here, because I think it comes directly back to how to avoid falling into the trap of just being full of cliches or words, you know, beyond like what they're, they're intended to mean. So this says, um, educate yourself. When a question about a certain topic pops up, Google it, watch movies and documentaries. When something sparks your interest, read about it, read, 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 study, learn, stimulate your brain. Don't just rely on the school system, educate, that beautiful mind of yours. And I thought it was really like awesome to hear about because I hear from people um, all the time when I get into conversations, I, my mind makes weird connections between topics that it is very, very random. Um, and I, I th- I'd like to think that is because I'm curious and I'm constantly like, I'm like a sponge trying to consume more and more. And this really struck home to me because I, I have conversations with people and, um, you know, will say to me, like, I, I just have no idea about anything about this topic. And, um, I think to myself, well, that's totally on you. There's, there's more information now available than ever before. And when it comes to cliches or it comes to business speak, don't fall into the trap thinking, you know what it means and just saying it. And maybe there's a better way to say what you mean and a better use of words and a vocabulary uh, that will make you more impactful. That would be my, my final thoughts on the topic. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that's great. And as you were talking, you know, I, I know I definitely use cliches. And, and one of the reasons I believe that is, is I, I, in general, I'm a very visual person. I'm a visual learner. Um, and so because of that, I communicate a lot in analogies and metaphors. I do a lot of comparison. You and I talk, you know, use sports analogies a lot 
to you know when we're when we're talking talking work and talking analytics and what we do um that being said it can feel very very easy to just fall into the latest cool term you know the latest slick sounding term that people are using um i don't think it's wrong to use cliches i try to make sure i i limit them so to your point words have meaning mm-hmm. um and what i'm saying you know doesn't get lost um but definitely my final thought is on this is work to understand and you know you brought up a good point educate yourself what are you actually trying to say and, and know what is a genuine cliche that communicates value and what is just hollow business speak yeah totally agree totally agree and i won't judge you for for the cliches unless you start using them too frequently and then i'll judge you harshly I, I going forward um i am definitely every meeting we have i'm just going to try to fill it with as many cliches as i can <laughs> everybody else I'll, I'll talk normally yep i'm all right game on yeah th- th- this was a fun episode like i said this was an episode i wanted to, to have some fun with clown around a bit we definitely went off the rails at one point but again trying to also just bring it back to to lessons we we've learned with it yeah absolutely well thanks for having me on What's that? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, you're on probation at the moment. We'll see if we can find another episode to include you. All right. I'll look forward to it. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Okay. We'll see you later. All right. Yep. Catch everybody later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.